Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. So the real question is, what's in the way of curiosity? And the answer is curiosity's opposite. And that is fear because curiosity will take you on a journey that actually has nothing to do with you as you identify yourself to be, because at essence, curiosity isn't you. Hi, it's Joseph. And thanks for tuning in to manage to engage the podcast from clear and open.com. How many times have you heard someone say curiosity kills the cat? That's the way our society depicts curiosity, that it's a risk. So even though we're born innately curious, society quickly teaches us to stop, or at least back it off a whole lot. As a result, we tend to overcorrect and transition from curious to fearful beings. That's how most adults operate. Chances are, that's how you, listening to this right now, operate to some degree. But the simple fact that you're listening to this show means that your conditioning hasn't completely covered up your curiosity, and that's a great first step toward living a life with real curiosity. And you'll learn more about how you can start doing that in this episode. By the way, this series is taken from the final session of the Clear Thinking course, an epilogue that explores the importance of real curiosity and its role in how we think. If you want to take the extra time at home these days as an opportunity to start living your life more intentionally, more curiously, more intelligently, you can find the full 11-week coaching seminar at courses.clearandopen.com. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. So, uh, Deborah, you were talking about questions and follow-up questions. And it's possible, and I ha- I've done it, I do it here sometimes, to teach question asking as a skill. But without curiosity, it will forever be limited. because. The question asking is a doing that is fueled by curiosity. The reason I'm a good question asker is not because I went to questioning university. It's because I really, really, really want to know. And this is the reason I want to bring this up as an epilogue to clear thinking is because it. It, it, it doesn't get much more upstream than curiosity. Someone who lacks clear thinking or isn't intelligent or doesn't critically think or makes excuses, any of that stuff, fundamentally, it's a lack of curiosity. That's what drives it. That's really what drives it. Because if you're really, really deeply curious, you're going to do whatever it takes to find out. Can that get you into trouble? Can that get you 
stuck at the top of a ladder? Mm-hmm. It can. So curiosity is a risk. See infants putting everything they can get into their mouth. So as adults, we do learn that curiosity can get us into trouble. But we correct too far, usually. And the pendulum swings from the over-curiosity or um, undiscerning curiosity to fear, to contraction. And that's how most adults live their life. I was working with, I'm working with a, a pair of um, owners who have a, a mostly a good history, but over the last couple of years, they've had some difficulty in their partnership. And the, the dynamic is that one of them tends to get confused and not make sense. And on a deeper level, he, he does this with his partner, but he does this with lots of people. There's a way in which he operates with so much confusion that he's attempting to use other people to help him make sense which is really common if you know the Enneagram. It's a common Enneagram 6 dynamic. So he, he unconsciously uses other people to make sense. And so his, his partner is often frustrated by the nonsense and the non sequiturs and the digressions and all the wasted time and stuff. And he just gets tired out by it. And I was coaching him just a couple of days ago. And I said, the... You, you have this story that your partner's difficulty with sense is tiring you out. But is that really true? How are you tiring you out with that? Because he's trying to use you to make sense. Now, I'm working with that other partner to help him stop doing that. But in the meantime, that's what he does. And since you guys are partners, what's the control you have? Well, the partner of the confused person tends to avoid confrontation. So you see where this goes? You see the circle? Partner A is confused, just starts talking in ways that doesn't really make sense. And then the other partner has a choice. I can draw a line here and say, well, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm confused now. Or that person can avoid the confrontation and just keep listening and get really tired of it, right? And not listen at all, probably. And, yeah, exactly. Just waiting for the person to stop, which is not helping anything. It's just tiring him out. So there was this one point where he said, yeah, my partner, he's talking about this thing again, which is a project he's wanting to take on that really doesn't make sense. I've talked to that partner about it. His partners talk to him about it, but he keeps bringing it up. And I said, oh, why do you think he still wants it? He's like, I don't know. I don't even go there. And I said, that's it right there. He said, what do you mean? That's it. That's your contribution. He said, what? That dismissive that, I don't know. I don't want to go there. That's not curious. So if you see it as the partner, the confused partner is, is needing help working through his confusion, and his partner is in a position to help. And his partner is basically refusing to help while complaining about how tired out he gets by the thing not being resolved. You see, it's really simple. 
It's beautiful in a way because the opportunity for part, the confused partner A, the opportunity is for him to learn where he's being confusing. And the opportunity for partner B is to practice warm confrontation, actually being direct, which he knows is an issue. But so you could say like, okay, well, here's how you confront someone and here's how you hold them accountable and here are techniques and blah, blah, blah. But none of that is really important. And I would even go even, I'd go even further to say it's, it's not actually going to be nearly as powerful unless you get to the curiosity level. Aren't you curious? You've talked to this partner about that project for like an hour. And I've talked to him too. Isn't it fascinating that he still wants to do it? How can that not fascinate you? So it's to look at curiosity again. It's the natural state of of a human being. I don't see... In one way, I don't see unintelligent, unclear thinking people in the world. I don't see that. I just see people who are incredibly uncurious about their environment, especially about themselves. You know, my, the, you've probably heard me talk about, I know I wrote about it once, the, where I became, where, where, where my, my path as a self development fanatic began was when my best friend, my sophomore year in college, wrote me a letter called Shaps is an Asshole, and I was Shaps. That was the moment. I was like, wow, I'm having an impact on people that's completely different than I thought. I really want to understand that. I had no idea where that would take me. Learning dozens of models, working with various therapists and coaches over decades, meditation, It brought me into an inquiry into the nature of reality itself. If that, if all that stuff, whatever you're studying and whether you're interested in that kind of stuff or not, but if if that stuff doesn't come from a fundamental curiosity, then on one level, it's just academic. You're not really engaging with it. You know what I mean? And so you're not going to get everything you could out of it. It, it fundamentally limits you. And so, you know, I coach managers. I mean, the fundamental difference between a supervisor and a manager is a manager is curious, curious about the experience of the employee. They want to know what's going on in there, they want to know what their motives are. A supervisor attempts to motivate them. Here's the task that needs to get done. Here's why I think you should do it. Any questions? Good. And then when they don't do it, a supervisor does stuff like retraining. I, it was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. I had a client once, 800 employees. Well, my people, uh, you know, they're not performing well enough. Okay. Well, what's the problem? Well, they're not doing this thing and we keep telling them to do it and they won't do it. Well, what happens when they don't do it? Uh, well, they get retrained. <laughs> I go, well, is the problem that they don't know how to do it? No, they know how to do it. Then why are you training them again? <laughs> right? It's hilarious. 
right? It's like, imagine like training your teenage son to do the dishes. Here's how you, you put the soap on the sponge and you get the water hot and here's how you use the dishwasher. Got it. Yep. Any questions? Nope. And then, you know, dinner's over and he's like playing video games. You're like, son, you didn't do the dishes. Oh yeah. I know. Well, let's go through the training again. <laughs> you see how funny this is? It's it's so funny. It's it's like I I don't have words for it. It's hilarious. It's a total it's total lack of curiosity. What's going on there? Don't you want to know? Right. And if so, if you're really curious, oh, my son knows how to do his, do the dishes. He knows he's supposed to do the dishes, but then he doesn't do them. I wonder why. And then all you have to do is let that I wonder why take you on a journey and not be satisfied until you get the answer. That's it. That's everything. That's it. All of the tools and methods and you know the models and nonviolent communication as a model or psychology as a model or management as a model, whatever questioning, all of that you can use. There's there's lots of tools out there. And you can learn them all. But if you don't have a fundamental curiosity to get to the bottom of why he doesn't do the dishes, then none of it matters, you see? Because you won't really use those tools. It's sort of like uh you know, having a, a, a thousand different kinds of shovels. But if you don't have the real desire to dig the hole down to three feet, then none of those shovels matter, right? Uh, you know, I, I guess I need more tools. I need a different kind of shovel. Well, what, what's going on? Well, I got down 18 inches and then I got tired. Or I got bored. Or I started having these thoughts that maybe the hole wasn't worth it. Oh, here, try this shovel. Let me show you how to dig. You can do this thing where you put your foot on the back of the shovel. Try that. No, that will get you nowhere. Or, you know, you might convince them to dig down to, you know, three feet or whatever. And then the next time they're faced with a challenge like that, they're going to end up in the same place because you didn't help them actually to get to what it was. You see? So now the question is, well, how do you train curiosity? And that's a tough one. Because in one way, if it's true that a human being is fundamentally, naturally curious, then by definition, it means you cannot create curiosity, can you? Any more than you can create a hand. The hand's a part of a human being, for most human beings. You can't give them a hand, not literally. You can't grow a new hand on them. So the, the process is deconstructive then, not constructive. You have to peel away the layers that are on top of the curiosity, what's in the way of the curiosity. Now, this is one of my challenges as a coach because I'm naturally very curious for those of you who know astrology at all, I have four planets in Gemini. And Gemini is the most curious type. 
I didn't understand this for a really long time. I just thought most people were just really boring and uninteresting and uncurious. I didn't realize that I had a natural gift for curiosity. I'm just, I want to know stuff. And that's how I've developed most of the skills and knowledge that I've developed. It's just because I want to know. And so while my Gemini-ness definitely helps me with that, I still am convinced that it's a natural state of a human being because all you got to do is watch an infant. So the real question is, what's in the way of curiosity? And the answer is, curiosity is opposite. And that is fear. Because curiosity will take you on a journey that actually has nothing to do with you as you identify yourself to be. Because at essence, curiosity isn't you. It's not part of your local personality because it existed in you prior to having a personality, right? A three month or let's say a year old infant doesn't have a personality yet, not really. They've got some glimmers of one. They don't have a sense of individuated self. They don't know their name. They don't know their likes, dislikes. There's not much personality preferences there. It's pre-egoic. And yet curiosity is there in spades, right? So if you really look closely at curiosity, you start to see that it's, it's meta-egoic. It's bigger than the local personality. It's, it's a force of nature. It's, it's one of the governing dynamics of life itself. So when you engage with real curiosity, and I mean real curiosity, radical curiosity, it is a process of surrender because real curiosity doesn't give a shit about the needs, desires, hopes, dreams of your personality. It's bigger than that. It's an aspect of consciousness itself. And that's why two things, why we're afraid of it and why it's so powerful. Because real curiosity will take you to places that you do not plan, that you do not wish for. In some cases, it will take you to places you don't even want. But because it's an aspect of life itself, it's always in your highest good. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that clear and open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.